guys, we have a huge announcement to make. The McAllister Arts Podcast is going to be doing something completely new and different. We're going to be creating our first ever action comedy film entitled The Chronic Crusaders about one of our favorite subjects, cannabis. We have already got a solid cast and crew behind this project with the goal of releasing on April 24. Now, as everyone in show business knows, the one thing you desperately need to get a film started is funding. And that's where you, the listener, come in. Even if you only have a dollar or two to spare, this helps us tremendously. So, if you're a fan of the podcast and want to help, this is your chance. Please check out the link in the description for the Kickstarter to donate. Again, we appreciate all the listeners for tuning in every week, and we hope you consider helping this dream become a reality. Stutterbox Productions is a backbone for many of the events that you see in the Midwest, from EDM festivals to late-night hip-hop shows. This company has been working closely with this podcast since the beginning, and we always have plenty of things planned for the future. So, if you're looking to plan your next gear event, head over to their Facebook page to learn more today. Guys, what's up? This is McAllister's Podcast. I'm your host, Lois Cole McAllister. Uh, we got our assistant in the house, Molly, here to talk about some shit. We're just kind of doing a uh, duo episode today in-house. Uh, you know, we're moving out, and a lot of people, we had a guest cancel today, actually. So we decided to kind of throw this together. And, yeah, we got a lot of things coming. How you doing tonight? Good. Good. <laughs> I, th- I thought i thought i was a producer now <laughs> you want to bring that back into the conversation <laughs> i told you we're tabling it that me and the executive board we're all gonna all the firms i want to be on the board yeah you, you, that look that requires a lot of trial and initiation you have to snort coke out of a stripper's asshole it's a whole thing you don't want to get into the that's correct you haven't done that <laughs> well, you've, you've never done that so you're not on the board then that you know no i'm kidding that no awful. i know <laughs> i do know nah strip clubs are overrated man would you ever go to a strip club maybe, <laughs> maybe. i don't know <laughs> would it they would seem kind of gross i don't know they are pretty gross i don't like the vibes I feel like there's gross people there. Yeah. Would you be more comfortable in a male strip club? No. No? No, I don't want those things waving at me. Well, I think they usually stay clothed as uh, as, our, as their former guest, uh, EJ. You can still see it, though. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure. That's true. Anyways, guys, what? <laughs> there's a reason that we brought our assistant in today. Um because she got her master's degree she finally earned the privilege to be able to talk in front of the camera with the mic um she's upgraded it, it takes a lot here i've talked on the mic i've done it before i, I've d- I was like the third person on your podcast I know. you know what's really weird and kind of funny but mostly weird is like you're actually still like the top listened episode on the spotify downloads why who, i don't know who did that i don't it was me, Molly. <laughs> Somebody fix that. Go watch every other episode a million times. I kind of thought about, like, should I just delete it just for... Should I be the one episode I delete just for her sake? <laughs> uh, 
now. I'm a free speech advocate, Molly. I can't ruin that. I'm kidding. So what I wanted to talk to you about today is, for real, you've uh, gotten your master's degree in uh, what, what's the um, what's the official official certification for that? What's the name of it? Like what my yeah major? what you got your master's in? Uh, clinical mental health counseling. Okay, and that's different. And that, how's that different from social work for the layman? Social work is case management. Okay. So social work is, there's like an aspect to social work that is like finding resources for people, helping them like, it's like, like just helping them manage themselves better, basically. So like, Mm -hmm. like helping keep track of appointments, I think. I don't really know a whole lot about it, but there, if you have, if you are a social worker, you can practice therapy as well, but you have to have something special for that, mm. I think. So, like an additional. So, is is it, is one like lesser than the other in terms of school and amount of stuff you gotta get? Um. So I think it's changing, but social work has a little bit more testing. So, like, mm. for me to get my master's and my license not even my master's for me to get my license as a therapist which is different from getting my master's um i had to take boards take a test and then i have to be supervised for x amount of hours uh and then i get my license i get my full license sure so for a social work you (laughs) take a test get your provisional license, your temporary license or whatever, and you have supervision, and then you have to take another test. Oh. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. So it's actually more work to be a social worker, in a sense. Yes, because you can do more with it. And you probably, oh, oh you can do more with well, it, you can, really? you can do case management. Oh, Most so that's Most people more. who do social work do case management. Okay. There's, I've heard from other social, like, other people who have a social work degree that, like, a lot of them struggle with the test because there is that mental health therapy portion that a lot of them never want to do. So like they have Mm. to specifically study for that because it's not something they learned. (laughs) I see. So is it true that the assumption that like social workers make less than mental health counselors? Or is Mm. that just a stereotype? I think that is true in the sense like, but if, if a social worker is doing therapy, mm. I think they make the same amount because it's the, what it is is the job. Okay. So I, I think see. a case manager makes <clears throat> less money than a therapist, but I don't know for sure. I see. I see. So. so, so explain for those who don't know, like how much school and education did you have to get to like accomplish this? Like, just like briefly describe what you had to do to get there. Uh, well, you have to have a bachelor's. Yeah. <laughs> And what would you get a bachelor's in? Uh, psych, just psychology. Okay. Um, but you could have a bachelor's in a couple different things like sociology, psychology. Um, I don't even know if it even matters what your background is or not, but um, <laughs> we'll take it's anyone. been no, it's I'm been kidding. a long time. <laughs> and then uh, most master's programs are two two and a half years. Okay. If you go full time. Yeah. And you went, well, Did you, you went part-time for a lot of your education, right? Or no? Uh, 
I went part-time for two or three quarters. Okay. Because, and that's, that's, that was another thing, right? It's like there's three. And there's four quarters to oh, a year. Oh, there's four quarters to, okay. Quarters. <laughs> yeah. So like, but like, it's almost like your class, your classes switched every quarter, right? Yeah. And you had Ten two- weeks on, three weeks off. That is insane. That's just yeah. an insane amount of school. And full time is two classes. So there were a couple quarters, like when I was trying to sell my house in the beginning, where I dropped down to just having one class. So damn that's crazy so when i got my master's degree (laughs) and somehow it took me four years damn yeah so uh what what's your been your biggest takeaway from like all the time spent on that and the work like you know i i was kind of at the back end of it you know in a relationship with you for that but like you know even as a partner i saw you know how rough that was how much time you i mean you worked like seven days a week for like nine months it was insane like there's a there's a real reason why you weren't involved with the podcast it was because you were super busy um i don't know what's your biggest takeaway from that whole experience uh (laughs) i mean i learned i can take a lot of shit (laughs) yeah yeah um that i don't know just when it comes down to it you can do more than you think you can i guess well, well said for a therapist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like the first, I don't even know how long. The first whatever up until I had to do my internship at the end. Like I really liked it. I really wanted to like go back to school. I wanted to do more. And then the internship portion of it just made me not want to go back. It really made me want to be done. It really made me hate school and hate how things are run. So. Yeah, well, um, yeah, and we don't need to talk too much about, like, that portion. But we can just say at least that it was really stressful, like, finding internships and, like. Oh, I'll talk shit about all that. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, well, I guess to get into it, like, what, what was, like. I, I I don't know. Let me. I guess let me ask you this first. Has like though have those experiences kind of discouraged you in a way, in a sense of like the Iowa medical or no, I should say Iowa mental health field or give you hope or like how do you how's that affected you? Um, it was very discouraging at first. Um, it was very disappointing to see how little the mental health community was willing to help students out. Um. Everybody is willing to help out people with provisional licenses, temporary, like I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I could, I easily found a supervisor. But if it's a student, you can't bill, so you don't get paid. So it would be like it's basically free work. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not making them any money, so they don't usually. I don't know. I mean, nobody said that out loud, but sure. That's basically that's basically what what the struggle was, and it's hard being uh, part of an online program and trying to find a site as opposed to a school like an in person school who sets all that up for you, who helps you. Sure, sure. So, and that was like there were two parts. My school wasn't willing to help, and nobody was willing to call me back. And I don't even know like if some of the people maybe. If I had gotten a hold of someone, they would have been willing to help, like, and take me on as an intern. But 
nobody called me back. Mm-hmm. I called over a hundred places. I called them three or four times over the span of a year. Like I spent a year trying to find it. Yeah. And I only I only had to take um how much time off of school? I think I only took six months off of school. Yeah. Yeah, that but, was a very frustrating process. Like, yeah. On the, just on the sidelines. People, like, there was a whole one that got set up to the very, very end, and then he just ghosted you. Yeah. And never talked to you again. And it was just well, he, yeah, the most he never, bizarre he, thing. He never filled out the paperwork. Yeah. So, um, I will say, like, obviously, I didn't have it that bad because, so, like I said, I did an online program. And mm-hmm. so, when I did my internship, we had a cohort of maybe 10 people. That we met every week for nine months, talked about our problems we were having, what we liked, what we didn't like, and so only one other person was from Iowa. She's up in Ames, actually. It took her over two years to find an internship. Oh my god! She has she'd been in school. I think it took her five five or six years to get her master's because of this. So that's insane. And um, she ended up getting an internship where she works. So. I don't know. Huh. She begged them. <laughs> begged. <laughs> Got on her hands and knees. I'm <laughs> doing it. So. Uh, so, um, I, do, do you have any, like, uh, uh, thought as to why that's the case? Why, why it's so hard? I think just, I think part of it is just being, like, everybody's so busy. Everybody has, like, wait lists, um. You need more therapists than are available. Mm. And so then it kind of becomes like that cycle. Like you need, you need money to pay a therapist, but you also need someone who has the degree. So helping out like a student intern who doesn't make money, like, yeah, they could see clients for free, but that doesn't generate any income. That doesn't help you pay the bills of the place. That doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just kind of a vicious cycle, but yeah, but I, I don't that, know. There's some places that are making like a hundred, like some therapists are making a hundred thousand a year. So I feel like maybe they could take a little bit of a cut to help people, but hmm. yeah, well, that is kind of the, uh, unfortunate reality of privatization is like, there are people that profit. Um, yeah, we definitely need more therapists, I think. That's 100%. You know, I think uh, also like the stigma around therapy, too. I wish that was something that was... I think it's getting better. But, like, I think a lot of people just kind of view therapy as, like, it's only something you need when you're really going through strife when, like, in reality, it's good to have therapy, like, really any time. Yeah. Because it, um, as you know, obviously, it helps you with coping skills to, like, deal with when things get bad and there's a, you know... Like it should shouldn't be viewed as like um, something bad, like a punishment. I guess it's like my thought about that. Yeah, I do think it's getting better. Um, a lot of the older generation still feels that way, um, but I feel like a lot of like younger people are more like willing to go to therapy or more accepting of therapy. Um, but it's also it's kind of you know like a like a pendulum almost. Um, we've been so far of like therapy like is bad therapy like is for people who have problems and now it's kind of like swinging the other way where it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> everybody's like i have a disorder i need help i'm mm. mentally ill and it's like mm, like uh 
<laughs> like I talked about this with my therapist because all therapists should have therapists yes. um, for mul- multiple reasons. But um, my therapist was talking to me about how um, like teenagers like come in saying like, oh, I have like I have an anxiety disorder. <laughs> I I'm just anxious all the time. And a lot of it is like, well, mm, you're you're going through puberty like you have hormones mm-hmm. there's a lot going on there's a lot of changes it's all like it yeah it's anxiety but it's not a disorder so yeah the, what, what do you think the reason for that is like uh i guess it's just like you said just the pendulum effect like it's just it's naturally going to so how, i guess how do you combat that how do you combat like people this whole wave of like people just kind of self-diagnosing and like you know, like, something like, you know, because I feel that. Because, like, I feel like a lot of people do that with autism. Yeah. Like, a lot of people just think they're autistic. It's like, no, you're just kind of a little awkward. In your <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, there are, there are like, I don't know how to say, trend, like, trending disorders almost. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, there's, like, like, a few years ago, there was, like, the big, like, DID, like, everybody has multiple personalities. Everybody's a system. <laughs> And, like, that's not to say, like, it's not real, because <laughs> it is, but everybody, that like... That was based on your horoscope, too, right? Your personalities. It was a, I'm just joking. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, and then, like, right now, I feel like the, the two big disorders uh, that I see a lot are, not even in real life, but, like in like the internet because that's sure. the thing that's the thing a lot of the self-diagnosing happens on the internet yeah because oh of the sure internet. for sure so autism and uh borderline personality yeah. everybody has them every single person like I, I i get tiktoks that are like are you super sensitive do you like when you love do you really love hard do you sometimes like feel worthless you have borderline and i'm like but i don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a really weird thing like excuse me being autistic is like you kind of i feel like sometimes i almost have to catch myself i'm like going through something i like think it's because i'm autistic and i'm like no way it's you're just a person yeah And that's, I mean, that's kind of hard because with autism, like a big thing is like you just you think different. So like, how are you supposed to know what a normal like that's not? Sure. So I do get that, but it's almost like it almost has gone from like I don't want to say I'm autistic because I don't want people to think I'm weird to being I don't want to say I'm autistic because I'm afraid that everybody's gonna think I'm a poser and that Mm, I'm just like yeah I'm just saying that yeah so. I never did answer your question to go back. Oh, no. The pendulum. Yeah. Education and time. That's really all you can do to make it come Mm. back to the middle. Yeah. As these people who are saying like, oh, like I have this disorder. I have this disorder. Then you go through, you educate them. This is what is harmful about self-diagnosing. This is, if you had this disorder, this was like some of the things that would be going on or you don't, I mean, you don't usually tell people they're wrong yeah but you find creative ways to be like mm, no <laughs> yeah it's kind of a, a tedious place almost like it's almost it almost kind of feels like witchcraft in a way like the era of witchcraft where it's kind of just hearsay and people are just like oh i have these things and then people are just kind of you know giving them a random thing that they saw on the internet instead of like actually consulting people like you yeah medical and that's, professionals that's the biggest 
thing that like separates like self-diagnosing from like seeing a therapist is like research and evidence-based practice and Mm -hmm. i mean that's the thing is like you can't you don't go to a therapist just to talk just to vent like there's evidence-based practices they use whether that's like the like theory that they use or like whatever activity Mm -hmm. you're doing like there's a reason so i see yeah no um no when you have an experience with a therapist that like you can tell they're educated and they know what they're doing it can be very but you know i you know i can also kind of speak to like the layman who as someone who's gone through a lot of bad therapy as well like it, it can get really discouraging but i really encourage anyone to just like keep trying and like you, you will eventually find something that fits you know if you go into a cafeteria of people and you randomly pick someone that like good they're gonna get womp it's pretty slim right it's kind of like i mean like people talk about like shopping for doctors or something like <laughs> shopping for doctors. like shopping around till you find someone that's gonna agree with you mm-hmm. um it may i mean like with doctors it's like well theoretically they're supposed to be all saying the same thing but each like they're each therapist is different and that's part like part of the big thing with therapy is like that relationship between you and your therapist mm. and everybody has a little bit different like take on it everybody has like a little bit different of a theory they're going to use so exactly. it should be encouraged to shop mm-hmm. around like if you yeah. if you don't feel like you're clicking with your therapist like stop trying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. find somebody else and they're not gonna their feelings aren't gonna be hurt you're gonna be like hey i get an hour off <laughs> to catch up on notes <laughs> you're gonna be replaced real quick <laughs> there's already somebody waiting to take your space <laughs> so that's funny uh, i got two questions for you mm-hmm. uh how you feel about uh certain controversial not even controversial but just certain things in therapy uh one is like the kind of the online based therapy like the self-help type of um do you worry about like that taking your job or like i guess what's your opinion on that whole market what you said two different things there kind of sorry i guess like what like what are your feelings about like something like self-help and like do you worry about um that affecting your job no okay self-help can only take you so far like you talk about the online platform are you talking about like talk space or better help or yeah sorry better help not self-help better okay yeah something like that okay so gotcha uh theoretically those are therapists like i could become a part of that yeah exactly exactly but i don't i don't know which i'm not gonna say like which one this is because i don't know but i've heard things where they will just google therapists or like they'll put like that you're an available therapist through this company through this app when you're not a part of it oh um i've also heard that there are people on there who are not licensed therapists oh, I'm sure i'm sure that happens so, all the time uh telehealth or online therapy i think is is great it's like super accessible for a lot of people but there are ways to do it that i think are a little bit safer okay. i don't know so like the previous company that i worked for like we did it through zoom where we had like a privatized zoom that had special encryptions or whatever and like we just had a we had a a zoom meeting basically 
like an extra secure Zoom meeting. Base and mm-hmm. so I feel like something like that is a little bit more credible. Sure. So. So you don't have an opinion, I guess, on which is better, online or in person. It depends. It depends on the person, honestly. Fair. Fair. I don't like telehealth. I don't like doing online. Yeah, I hate. This um, show. I think it's really difficult. <laughs> um. For me, I don't know. I don't know where to look when I'm talking to somebody, and it just doesn't quite feel as personal. But I also only, I mean, the only telehealth that I've done is, like, because I worked with kids, so talking to parents. Mm, yeah. I never did online with kids, and I don't, I know people do, but I know people do, but God, it's so hard. They would have to be like, hey, you have to put me on the big TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, so they'll pay attention to me. Um, last question. What do you think about AI? Do you like kind of, I guess the same question. Like, do you, do you worry about that ever taking your job? No, no, no. There's, I mean, it's kind of similar to why I don't like telehealth, but Mm -hmm. there's that human connection, that personal touch that, you know, you're talking to somebody who like is like choosing to be there and choosing to listen to you. I think is really important. Yeah. Well, sorry, go ahead. I just, I don't think that people would ever not <coughs> want that so you would hope not right i would hope not yeah i mean i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure there's potential like i mean it like kind of what you've what you've talked about with other guests about like like i would think it was with Luane, like about it being like the cheap way mm. like i'm sure it's a cost-effective way for somebody who's struggling who maybe doesn't have insurance maybe doesn't have money like it's a quick, it's a band-aid solution yeah. to get them through, which is better than nothing, but eventually still th- seek therapy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like the equivalent to like a chat girlfriend, like a, ch- yeah. a chat yeah, girlfriend, right? Like it's only going to, not uh-huh. that I know. I'm, <laughs> I've never tried it. Uh-huh. Well, I'm sure you haven't. <laughs> Why would you have? Would that be a loophole? No. <laughs> Nice try. Uh, I'm kidding. It would be funny though. I I do. I would kind of want to try it one time just to fuck with it, just to see how it. I think it'd be curious, but I don't know. I would get one too old. I don't. You know, honestly, I don't, I haven't talked to ChatGPT in a couple days at least. I only do it like once a week at least. Not I just learned least, what ChatGPT stands for. Do I know what it means? I just learned what it stands for. Oh, what? what? I can't remember. <laughs> Generative pre something transformer. Hmm. yep pre-coded perhaps no no that wouldn't be really ai would it pre something yeah i don't know i can't remember it's not that important i don't either uh and you know kind of something about chatgb2 is like it's it's really input based right mm-hmm. and like i mean I, I i guess this kind of leads into another question i had like um like how do you determine like how much to push i guess i I mean, the answer is really depends on the client, right? But, like, I guess at, like, what point do you gauge, like, okay, I kind of need to, like, push this client into a way that they're going to, you know, better themselves or or solve whatever problems in their life or whatever. And, you know, but you don't want to necessarily push too far either. Mm-hmm. You might scare them off or cause them to do whatever. I guess, how do you find that line? Trial and error. Sure. Basically. I mean... Nobody, I mean, you. Sh- nobody ever pushes hard to begin with. It's always like, like yeah, you know, you let you let no them way. tell their side, you let them tell you, and you're kind of like still. But 
it gets to a I mean it gets to a point where it's like okay you like you, you just I guess when it's like the same thing over and over again then you start kind of being like, okay how can we mm-hmm, like are you seeing patterns um but I mean at the end of the day therapy is not I have a problem here's a solution it's mm-hmm. I have a problem like let's talk through that problem and maybe like we can help you get to a point where you can make a decision or find a solution it's more it's supposed it's not supposed to be i mean there's solution based but that's but like it's not supposed to be i'm gonna solve everything for you and i'm gonna fix all your problems Mm. it's like let's work on you so that when you have these problems you are able to deal with it and you are able to figure it out for yourself. Mm, yeah. So, more of a guide. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I always think of one of my all time favorite commercials, which is uh, the Geico commercial where there's the army, army general therapist. <laughs> the guy's crying. He like throws the Kleenex box in his airport or something like that. He's like, yelling at him. it's funny shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Molly, this has been really uh, cool and fun talking with you about. Um, I, I, I guess let me. Add, okay, sorry, I have one one last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice do you have for anyone who uh, may be interested in going into therapy? Like going and getting therapy. So, sorry. Or- well, I guess either way. <laughs> I guess either way. Someone. Um, let's double it. Uh, someone seeking therapy, and also someone who wants to do what you do, become a therapist. Um, someone th- seeking therapy advice is do it. I don't know. Just go. Nike. Even if you don't I think like you it. really need it, just go. Just try it. Just try it for a couple months and see. Yeah. It helps. <laughs> Having that person, that person who is not on anybody's side, doesn't know anything about, no bias towards anything in your life. Just having that person who is basically your backboard, you bounce things off of. Yeah. That's nice. What? Also, don't fuck your therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. That's bad. Don't do that. Um, unless, well, never mind. I was going to make a joke about us, but it doesn't make sense because you're not my mm, therapist. I'm not your therapist and I will not yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For that reason. <laughs> but. The coffee is weak. <laughs> um, so, I guess, what's your second piece of advice to uh, people who want to become therapists? Uh, I mean, just just do it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it. I think if you, if this is something that you want to do, then you should do it because, or you should at least try for it. Because I mean, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Turns out it's not for you, and you you're like, okay, well maybe I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. But it's. I'm assuming it's going to be really rewarding at some point. <laughs> I'm hoping this is going to pay off at some point. But um, I suggest going to a real person, in-person school instead of mm. online. Online is way more accessible and way more affordable. But that internship part is so hard unless your school helps you. Find out if your school helps you for an internship before you apply. Maybe don't go to Capella University. Maybe don't. Maybe it's not worth it. So. Uh, yeah, I love it. Molly, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, 
you want to drop your social probably not <laughs> i don't even know what my social is <laughs> you don't know your instagram i think on. it's mediocre batman 20 yeah do you want me to keep that or do you want me to bleep that i don't out? care okay. it doesn't matter i guess people go find go they find can her. follow me if they want i'm not gonna post anything yeah go find my only fans no i'm kidding it's <laughs> gross no uh, I have an OnlyFans though, so go check that out. It's cheap too. We're moving, so please support the Patreon <laughs> so we can afford a new couch. Uh, guys, or but- bed, or I would like some bookshelves. <laughs> Should we just start registering? <laughs> like, a, not even like for a wedding or a baby. Just Instead like of the just Patreon, a- let's just make an Amazon wish list. <laughs> Donate to the wish list so we can have furniture for our house. You, you see why I'm hesitant about making an executive producer, Molly. No. These are these are some. <laughs> I don't know about these decisions that are being talked about. We could have a really cool podcast studio if people would chip in <laughs> and That's help very out. True. So and that that would actually see if it wasn't such a horish thing to do, that would be a way to do it. But it's kind of horish. To uh, to what? When I think of wish list, I think of like a list of like dildos and panties and that's stuff weird that, that's that's a you thing that's weird when people post on social though when it's like a link it's like it, it reminds me of like you, what you're looking at sex workers social media then i don't know i've every other every wish list i have looked at have been nothing like that i don't know i guess I'm, i mean i'm a pervert let's be real everybody so yeah this. obviously everybody knows this it's not a secret and our wish list will be and we're not gonna make a wish list are we but here's pay, paypal mccallister hours <laughs> paypal mccallister hours or uh patreon yeah. uh, i recommend patreon that's a really good place uh to donate to subscribe to How much? content it's four dollars a month four dollars a month so just subscribe like 20 times and then <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding do what you can there's also a uh, support tier and i'm pretty sure there's a way you can just if donate four freely. people <laughs> sign up to patreon then i can get a cute little end table there you go which you put some books on so okay this is trashy right <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm kidding um there's also uh what am i i have a website castors.com check that out every monday and thursday at 7 p.m support um, the movie so, yes there we go the crowd crusaders uh go support that uh we've had a couple really generous donations come through actually this uh is m- looking more and more real as the dates go on yes, so thank you brandon yes thank you brandon shout out to brandon b40 hope he um i hope he can wrangle up his five kids sometime um and like away and then come on the podcast and have a good time he's doing a good job though i, I would support anyone who uh can have five kids and handle it you see i'm doing very good as a producer right now <laughs> throwing shade throwing shade hire me hire you i want to be a producer we'll talk about that all right guys everybody have a good night <laughs> peace